Wanna dedicate this joint right here Jonathan Jackson and George Jackson Peace to those brothers Wanna shout out my man Sharon the Worm 80 years Come on nigga Hello and welcome to the Birmingham Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hezekiah, and I'm here with, and we're halfway there, oh, we're live and on a prayer ceiling. <laughs> Today we have our, our very first interview with Val. Please state your full name, Val, and where you're from. I'm Valerie Owens Wright. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey. I live in Pennsylvania now, and I'm in my 60s. Okay. Thank you, Valerie. Um, What would you say your political ideology is? Pardon me? What would you say you are politically? Are you a liberal or you're uh... I'm a liberal. Yes. So... uh... When you say liberal, would you say you're uh, a tradition, like you always vote Democrat or? Uh, for the most part. i I'll be honest with you, I'm not tr- a true political human being. Um, uh-huh. You know, I agree with some things on the Democratic side and I agree with some things on the Republican side, but I tend more toward the liberal side. Okay, so when you say on the Republican side, like... Can you be specific? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay. Um, like, would you say you you agree with them fiscally, or or like I I don't think you agree with them ideology. Like, I don't think you're like, you know, against immigration or anything like that. But most oh, people that's what I say I'm I'm a little bit. I'm torn. I think before America can deal with immigrants, America needs to deal with its own first. That's why I say I'm kind of I'm kind of swing both ways, more liberal. But I think things should be done with um, intelligence. Uh, It's great to want to help out other countries. I'm all for humanity. But I think America has to straighten its own shit out first. I I see what you're saying. Um, It's like, how can you how can you let someone in your house if your house isn't clean? You know, you got to clean your own house first and make sure your own house. We have so many homeless people. I think we need to take care of our own first so we have a good foundation before we bring more in. Otherwise, you're just compounding the problem. Right on. I understand that perspective. And you're not doing anyone any justice letting anyone in if you can't really care for them. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. If we're going to have immigrants, we need to, you know, work a little harder to get them. To get them actual help. Right. Um, what would, um, politics aside, do you feel like you have a, a personal philosophy that drives you? Like, um, what are some of the the things that kind of thoughts or beliefs that guide your life? Um, okay. Kind of political, religious, or, you know, what have you. Okay, I'm not a political human being. I'm not a religious human being. I have a strong sense of right and wrong, and that's what leads me. I have a strong sense of fairness, and that's what leads me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel all, 
I feel all people should be treated the same. I have a strong sense of charity. Um, I, I, I'm not a political being, to be honest with you. I'm not. I don't really even get that deep into politics. I'm more into people. What I feel is best for people. I mean, I, I don't shut someone out because they're a Republican. I'll listen to their view, you know, but that to me, it's all about people, who you are, what, what's right for everyone. So I kind of walk middle of the road sometimes. Oh, right on. Are, are there um, what are there any um, specific set of experiences that influenced um, your personal philosophy? The way I was raised. Um, I was raised in a family that uh, we lived in a predominantly white area. Um, and I was taught that all people were the same. We were very poor. But if we had, then everyone around us had. Um, I was just taught to treat all people the same and to share. I mean, like I said, we were very poor. But if the ice cream man came, my mother would take her last dollar to buy not only us, but whatever neighbors were there. We didn't care what their political views were. We didn't care about their color. We cared that they were human beings. And that's how I try to live my life. Therefore, when you say politics, I'm not a political human being. I'm more about people in general. And I think if more people were like that, we wouldn't have some of the problems we have today. I agree with that. That's that's a, a very interesting way to put that. I, I, I do agree with you when you say you know, if we all treated each other the same and if we were all, you know, cared less about politics, we would all, you know, have a better life. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who who say they don't care about politics, but they have ideologies that that uh, that right. go against uh, go against treating everybody how they should be treated. There's a lot of you know, racism and and sexism and transphobia, homophobia, and a lot, a lot, a lot of the times when we we say we're not political, politics rules our life. So, you know, that's just something to think about. I appreciate that. Um, what was it like um, growing up in a largely white um, area? Um, I experienced racism, of course, but being a young child, sometimes I didn't even know I was experiencing it. Um, I went to a school for a period of time where I was the only black kid and not, yeah, not only did I deal with the children, um, being some of the children, not all, you know, some of them being racist, I dealt with adults being racist, but of course, being a child, like the typical child of today, whatever an adult says, you feel, you know, it, it it's right. An adult's yeah. not going to tell you something wrong. So the things I experienced, I did not realize that they were wrong until I became older. And I was like, wait a minute, why did that happen? That That's not right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I've, I've heard stories of, of, uh, of older people who tell me how it was going to school back, back in you know, earlier times, and some of the things some of the teachers said is just like, wow, that's that's out there. Like, things yeah. you would hear on movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were saying to kids, and I'm mm-hmm. talking like kindergartners. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's just wild to me. Wow. I I just I I don't think um, adults you know realize how vulnerable children are and like how much children are like taught to respect like adults and you know um, and to believe them like I mean what what a, an abusive trespass you know to um, to have an adult you know abuser undermine a child in any way the just the difference in power and experience is so great <laughs> yep. all right so we're going to move on to uh, current events um obviously you live in america you're you're you know you're out and about you know what's going on here uh did you watch the george floyd video when he was executed on camera Yes, I did. Um, so, uh, how how did it make you feel watching that? Did you, were you sad at all? Uh, were you angry? Oh, it, it made me cry. I, I I didn't get to the point of being angry at first. I was very sad at first. I was sad because being a woman in my 60s and knowing how things were when I was younger, you don't expect to see that type of thing in this day and age. You know, in this in some ways, this country has grown a lot. In other ways, this country has stayed the same. Mm. When I say it's grown a lot, like with the people that are protesting now, um, there are a lot of white people protesting with with um, my black brothers and sisters. And that wouldn't have happened back in my day. It was majority black. Whites sat on the sideline. So the fact that whites have joined the cause shows the growth in this country. But the fact that we still have the cause shows where the country in a lot of ways has stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And that, that's when we did our first episode, that's that's a point I made. Uh, when I first saw the video, I didn't I, I, I was sad for George Floyd in that moment, but mm-hmm. I didn't think anything would come of it. Like I knew there would be protests because there was protests for the ones before the, the Mike Browns, the Sandra Blands. Like we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew there would be protests, but I didn't think like there would be like an uprising and and darn near every city in the country. And Not with, just every city in the country, around yeah, the world. Yeah, around. around the world. There's other countries protesting in their streets over mm-hmm. this. And I didn't think that would happen. This is a brand new thing for me. And I'm not that old. I'm only 30. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't seen a whole lot yet. But, you know, from from personal experience and from the last couple of couple of times this has happened, this is brand new. I've never seen this before. So it's really, really uh, interesting to hear you say that you even you haven't seen this before. You're a lot older than me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so, I mean, that shows how far we've come. But at the same time, it shows how little we've come. Yeah. You know? I think it's too many things happening too close together. Uh-huh. You know, if the if the incidences were over spread out over a period of time, maybe not as much would have been um, paid attention to. But the fact that it was so many instances so close together, it's wow. like, what the hell? You know, enough is enough. Uh-huh. And I think for me, that's what it was. Enough is enough. Um, and the, uh, you want to know the truth? The look on the officer's face. Mm, yeah, I made this point, too. Yeah. Yep. That's what did it for me. 
He did not have a look of, oh man, I hate that I have to do this. He had a look of satisfaction. Yes. He had a, a look of, uh, I don't know, I can't even say hatred, just a look of satisfaction, like, aha. You yeah. Know, and, and oh, it was definitely malice in his heart there. And that's what got me. That's what that's what that's what made me cry. Also, the look on his face in this day and age to have the look on the face and don't give a shit that you're being recorded. That's mm-hmm. what. Got me. Yeah, he was looking right at the camera. Yeah. And he didn't care. I'm not letting go. This is what I want to do. And I don't care. That's what got me. It, you know, if he had a look of regret that he had to do what he was doing, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it'd be acceptable, but I could deal with it a little bit more. But mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing. He meant to do what he was doing, and he continued to do what he was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes. come find out, this isn't the first time he's done he's done something like this. So he's a repeat offender. So and you know, that's, yeah, that's that's just who who this guy is, and this is this is how our our system is. We we just allow you know thugs to to run up. Run run across across the country with badges and guns, you know what I mean. So you know that's just how our, our system is, and hopefully with these protests now, we'll get some change. Now, uh, do you support the uh, Black Lives Matter movement? I support it. I don't support the ones that the opportunity. The ones that are jumping out there, looting and rioting, that are making it impossible for our message to be heard by the ones that don't half want to hear it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so you would say that you you think the peaceful protests are the are the best way to go? Yes, I do. I don't think burning down your own businesses and killing people is the way to go at all. Uh, it's counterproductive. And the people that are, are racist or even semi-racist, they don't see the cause. They only see the looters, and the people that are burning, and that's what they focus on. I can't tell you how many of my so-called friends on Facebook, that's all they've posted. They didn't post about the cause. They posted about the the, the reaction to the cause, the bad. Mm-hmm. And the cause gets lost in that. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. But the way I think about it is a riot is the, the with Martin Luther King said, a riot is the, the lingers of the unheard. So we've had these protests before and nothing ever came of it. It's been the same the same thing over and over again. So now here we are, people are rioting. And I, I agree with you, there are some opportunists and people are being stupid about it. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of people who feel as though, hey, like we've been protesting this and you haven't heard us. So now we're gonna riot so you can hear us now. And I agree yeah. with you, there are there are gonna be people who only focus on that, but they weren't listening to the protests either. And they won't as long as they have something else to focus on. So why not n- not alleviate that sideline, that thing that's pulling them away from our focus? It does us no good. I mean, I personally have no friends that would riot and loot. I, I don't know of anyone. If I did, I'd say, look, 
son of a bitch, stop that shit. You know, you're hurting us. You're not helping us. I don't know anyone, you know, so I have no platform. But And yes, the peaceful demonstration in the past hasn't gotten us anywhere, but that's because it was just us. We now have white people that are protesting with us. We have other countries that are protesting with us. It's a whole different ballgame. You weren't alive during Martin Luther King's time. I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is completely different. Completely different. You've got a completely different demographic. And I think if we had a chance to to achieve anything, it would be with what's going on now if we took out that negative aspect. I mean, there are people that maybe wouldn't listen before that might listen now because they have other people out there, white people out there, other countries out there saying, cut the shit out, you know, but you've got these knuckleheads out there burning down buildings, killing people. No one's going to listen to that shit. Not not positively, no matter how you want to sugarcoat it. No one's going to listen to that. That's not going to achieve anything. Now there's a message going around boycott businesses, do all that. That's good. But the same person that's saying boycott businesses is saying, get the gang members together, get them to bring their guns and stand up for us. That would be all an out war. Yeah. Yeah. The bottom line is we as black people, we are outnumbered in this country. We cannot do anything that would cause a a civil war. We cannot because we would lose. And we've got a president in the in the office that would love that. Mm -hmm. They, They would love that. So. Talking anything other than peaceful demonstration, we would be fools. Take it from me. With that president in office, we would be fools. We would lose. We do not have what it takes to win on that level. Right on. Um, what, what's it like um, with like the experience being on Facebook where... Um, People are commenting and on the looting and they're commenting on that aspect, but they're not talking about, you know, George Floyd being murdered, you know, in public and like this being, you know, one of many. Um, that, how, how does it make you feel? It makes me angry. I have 1,200 friends on Facebook. Some of them I know personally, some of them I know through business. Um, a, a good portion of them I know personally. Because I'm not a big one just trying to build my numbers. You know, if someone sends me a friend request and I don't know them, I don't do business with them, typically I don't accept it because, first of all, I'm not trying to pad anybody else's numbers. I'm not padding mine, and I'm not interested in helping pad anyone else's. I also am not interested in being that one black friend you've got. I don't do that either, okay? Um, But some of my friends have posted about the riots, and I understand them being angry. I'm angry too, but I'm also angry about George Floyd. And any of my friends that have only focused on the negative, I call them out on it. Yeah, the looting's bad. Yeah, the killing's bad. But which is worse? You know, one's the reaction to the other. Which which is worse? If you're putting the rioting and looting above the cause, then we have a problem. Give, give both of them at least equal time, if nothing else. And I do comment on, oh, I've had people that I've gone back and forth with. I've had people that I felt that I just wasn't going to get anywhere and they weren't in the realm of my friendship. And I let them go. Right on. I pretty much speak my mind. Um, I I don't sugarcoat things. I don't bullshit you. I am who I am. Um, and I have my beliefs. And I think I have a pretty good sense of right and wrong. So... 
if you're too far out there for me, I'm gonna tell you and just be done with it. And like I said, seven only commenting on the rise of yeah. nothing else. You're talking about the flame and not talking about what ignited it. Right on. More power to you. Well, this is a good time to say that the majority of, of people who are protesting are doing it peacefully. The the looting and the rioting, it was only a small amount of people. Like it, I don't think it deserves equal time to be talked about. To be honest, here we, if you're against the looting and rioting, that's that's fine. I, I mean, I I kind of agree with that, but you know, at the same time, it's not it's not everybody doing that. So if you're doing if you're focusing only on that, like you're being disingenuous, to be honest. You to a certain extent, yes, but like I said, we're dealing we're dealing with you have the people that are for us and then you have the people that are totally against us, then you have the ones that are the middle of the road. That middle of the road is the ones we're losing by the riding and the looting. I'm telling you. Okay. You have someone that I mean, like I said, when I was growing up we didn't have white people walking with us. We do now. And those ones that are walking with us, a lot of them were middle of the roaders. Yeah. I mean, they had to get from point A to point B somehow, somewhere along the line, they were middle of the roaders. They weren't people that were just definitely against us, but some of those, they're, they're going to be the hard ones to win over. Some of these are people that are middle of the roaders, and they're the ones that you don't want to see this bullshit because that just reinforces the thing that made them middle of the roaders in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we're ever going to get the, the people on the other side. So I think that's that's a, a lost cause. Well, they they just have to die. Well, like we just have to wait it out for them. Like, well, well, yeah, not all of them, but some of them. But some of them, you will get. I mean, something. you you might you might like I, I've uh I've converted a few people, but I'm I'm saying the majority of them, a lot of them, especially the older ones, they're, they're yep. set in the way they think. So yeah, you know, yeah. Yep. I mean, you can try. I'm not saying don't try, but yep. don't yep. don't uh, don't hurt yourself doing it. <laughs> so don't hold your breath. I don't hold my breath, but I never stop trying. Mm-hmm. Right on. You know, to stop trying is just to make an assumption that someone cannot be turned around. Mm-hmm. You, you never stop trying. I don't mean you you drive yourself crazy trying, but if out of if out of a hundred percent of the naysayers you win ten percent, that's ten fucking percent. Okay. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's that's the next that's generation big. might the next generation might get twenty percent. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. That I really like that. I think that's really hopeful. And I think that I think that is how that works. And I think, you know, um, as much as any of us can do the work to, you know, keep trying, but you know, like like I, I just, you know, 10%, and then next generation, like you said, 20%, it just grows like that. Right. I mean, that's how, look, at, like I said again, when I was growing up, there were anybody, Martin Luther King, had a little smattering of white people. Now, I mean, you look in, this, in these protests, you have a lot of white people. And to be honest with you, it amazed me because I am in my 60s and remember back. You know, it amazed me. I was like, wow, it made me so proud, actually. It made me proud of this country. That level of, of white commitment made me proud. It did. Because there's nothing that I've seen before in my lifetime. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
what what was it like um what was it like uh, watching things unfold in the 60s um you know how how did it how did it feel in the 60s kind of powerless yeah <laughs> kind of powerless you know i mean <laughs> we had our our you know black power movement but we didn't really have any backing other than ourselves. And in a country that's majority white, you know, it's like a spot of ink and milk and trying to make all that milk gray. It didn't get there. You know, it just got a, 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 a darker shade of white. You know, it, it, we didn't have enough backing. If you're a majority, it's impossible to to achieve what you want to achieve because you don't have the backing. But now we have the backing. And that's why I say the violence, that will be our downfall. Take my word for it. It will be our downfall. Because even though we have um, white backing now that we didn't have before, that backing will only go so far. If it comes down to armed, anything armed, they're going to say, fuck this. (laughs) You know, that's where the backing stops. Yeah, we're with you, but we're not giving up our lives for you. And wouldn't be able to blame them. You know, um, I am for peaceful demonstration. Now, it doesn't mean you can't pull some cars and burn them in the street and that kind of crap. But burning businesses and killing other people. No, it achieves nothing. It will not achieve anything in this country. We are the major, uh, the minority. It will not achieve anything. Right on. And those that think it will, they're wrong. All it will do is make us meet our demise because we can't possibly win on a level with any kind of military. We don't have a military. We don't have any kind of strength that way. And we've got a president that would just love, he would love that. He would love to meet us on, on a battlefield. He would love it because we, he knows that we can't possibly win on that level. I I agree with that. I, I, I think anything, uh, physical you know as far as as far as fighting actual fighting mm-hmm. i think we'd lose that fight in, in a minute I, i'm trying what? to what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to do just enough so we don't cross that line you know what i mean like we can go up to the line but we can't cross it because we're not going to win that well so, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, there was a guy that, in fact, my father, who's 93 years old, he lived through the Watts riots. He had, he's out in L.A. And he sent me a, a video that he had seen um, about a, a black act- activist. And I agree with everything the guy said, except for when he threw in the gangs, the gangs with guns that will never work. Never, never, never work. Okay, that I did not agree with. And a lot of people are passing this video around and I do not agree with that aspect of it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't share it because I didn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. But. um, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. We'll, we'll move on to the police. Um, how do you feel about the police in America? I think they need an over, need a overhaul. I mean. Police have that good old boy system, and they have <clears throat> since way back. I, I remember being a kid and my parents saying, stay away from that 
officer. He does this, da, 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 da. And everybody knew that that officer was dirty. Okay. So if we knew, the police department knew, but they didn't Mm -hmm. do anything. And that's the same way it is now. You know, they knew that officer was a bad guy. They knew he had other smudges on his record, Mm -hmm. Um, but they turned their head. And I think in any department, any officers that are aware of a, of a, a bad cop, they're complicit. They're just as bad. You're turning your head. You're, you're, you're just as bad. Okay. And that crap has to stop. Police have to be made more accountable. I agree. I agree. Completely. Now do, you, now, do you think they, uh, is defunding the police an option or do you think reforming or both? Reforming. Reforming. I think reforming. Okay. So uh, how, how would you go about reforms? Would you like there's different ways to do this. A lot of people are, are saying a lot of Democrats in office are saying give them more money for for more training. But I think you should just you should just purge the police officers, hire new cops and do it that way. I think that anyone that has any smudges on their record, it's not a one, two, three, four you know, uh, incidents, Uh, it should be just like anyone else in any other job. You go to your job and you screw up three, four, five times. You ain't going to be there. You're not even going to get to the fourth time. You might not even get to the third time. Okay. Like if you're five minutes late three times, you're out. Like, (laughs) right, right. So I think they need to have a code of conduct and you get, you get three chances, two or three chances. You get your warning. And then you get your, hey, you know, suspension. Then the third one is, see you later, alligator. That's what I feel. But these cops, they they do what they want to do and they stay. Mm-hmm. And what I think they also should do, if that cop's doing something and, and um, other officers are turning their head, don't get them. Get the one in charge. Yes. Get the officer in charge. Because that's his crew. It's no different than in the military. That's his crew. Get the guy in charge. If you get the guy in charge, guess what? They'll start being more conscientious about their crew. Mm-hmm. They won't have their leader to protect them anymore. No, no. That, that good old boy attitude, you know. Well, he's one of us, so we close our eyes. No. If it starts reflecting on the top, yeah. if they have to suffer consequences they'll lose that good old boy attitude in a minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot lot of the police officers are protected by their unions, though. So before we can do any of that, we have to do something about, like, I'm pro-union, but Mm -hmm. some of these police unions, man, they got some of the worst people in the country uh, heading these unions, and they're, they're protecting every bad cop. So before we can do anything, we have to look into these police unions because a lot of them are just, man, they're, they're actually protecting cops who, who kill unarmed citizens. Like they're going out of their way to do it. So, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be a hurdle we have to get over. Yeah. Find the union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Find the union for every so many. The union can be in existence, but for, for, for if they go over certain, their members go over a certain number of infractions per year, they have to pay a fine. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. The that's, union itself and a large fine. That's awesome. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. Liv, you have anything else? Um. I guess I guess I, I guess I do have um, some some questions um, about what advice would you have to uh, like younger people and people in in our generation um, you know that didn't grow up in the 60s and um, how do you think we can do the best moving forward? Okay, number one, number one. You know the people that are out there. You know the ones that you're around that that talk racist crap, okay? Um, Take a more proactive stance. You know, let it be known instead of just turning your head or smiling when you hear the crap. Say something. And that's not just on the white side. That's on black side, too. You know, I hear black people say different things about white people and blah, blah, blah. That has to stop because guess what? We all have to live in this country. Either we'll live together or we will perish. Because guess what? The world's watching. They're watching and they're watching our weakness. Because right now, that's what we are. We're being weak and they're watching it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't stick together, <laughs> we're not going to have to worry about inside prejudice because we're going to have some other superpower country coming in here, Russia or China. And then guess what? All this bullshit we're fighting over now isn't going to mean a thing. It's mm-hmm. not going to mean a thing. So black people are here to stay. White people, or I should just say people of color are here to stay. White people are here to stay. If we want to um, survive in this country, we better get it together. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. On, like, I'm, I'm a black man who's married to a white woman. So I, I've already made, made uh, steps to challenge my black brothers and sisters to, you know, white people like in general, aren't, aren't your enemy. It's just racist white people mm-hmm. or racist people. So, racist. I mean, don't 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 hate your white brothers and sisters just because they're white. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have to deal with a lot because I'm a black man. I'm married to a white woman. A lot of people call me an Uncle Tom for that. Mm, but, I, I'm but I'm like... A, I'm married to a white man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead. So you've heard all this before. I haven't heard it to my face. I wouldn't say it hasn't been said. I don't know, but I haven't said had it said to my face. But then I live in a predominantly white area, so there's nobody black to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, none of my friends tell me this, but I, I mm. have people in my family who are like, oh, he's married to a white girl. You mm. know what I mean? Like snide comments like that. Mm. But, but I'm like, so what? Like, mm. she's a person. You know right. I mean, that I happen to be in love with. Yep. So, you know, I'm, all, I'm already fighting that fight. Can I ask you this? Do you ever get the attitude, like, when you're, I mean, you're married to a white woman, so I'm sure there's instances where you're around a lot of white people where you're the only black. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten where people say, well, kind of think that you're okay because you're with her? Uh... To be honest with you, her, her her family her family and friends are are quite liberal. So, and when I say liberal, I don't mean like like they're they're overly nice to me because I'm black or something like that. Like they just you know what I mean. 
her family lives around black people, so like I, I don't really like it's not weird when I'm around them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you ever get that film? You're the only black person in the room, and everybody's like looking at you. It's, uh, it's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's not it's not like that with with any of her friends and family. At least not the not that I notice. Okay, I've had my husband's a, a biker, and there's been times where, you know, not so much the people that are belong to the club itself, but like when they have parties and stuff, I've had people look at me. And then even at the club, one time someone said, and I heard them say it under their breath. It was one a newer member, and I heard her say, "Oh, you're not like." I thought you were at all. And that's, she muttered it under her breath. Uh-huh. And I wasn't sure what she thought I was going to be like. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't sure uh-huh. what it was that she uh-huh. thought I was. And to be honest with you, I, I figured maybe she thought I was going to be street or something like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. But the same girl, when I was in the hospital, two people came to visit me other than my husband and my daughter. And she was one of them. She uh-huh. was one of them. Wow. That's nice. Yep. yep. Now, now, like, when I was in school and stuff like that, I went to a lot of white schools, and I would get it from from people I didn't know. Like, it would be like, oh, oh you, you, you cool for a black guy. And I'm like, what? What does yeah. that mean? But, you know, like I said, her, her family and most of her friends are, are, you know, just treat me like a human being, and that's all I could ever ask for. Like, Yep. Like I'm not saying don't ignore. I'm not saying ignore my race completely because I am black. Like I'm proud to be black. Right. But like you don't don't make snide comments like oh you speak so well or you're you're very educated for a black man. Like uh, none of that that snide nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like. Hear mm-hmm. You're well spoken. Yeah. Oh, I speak the same as you. So what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I I've, I've definitely dealt. That a lot, like growing yeah. up, but it, it rarely ever happens to me now. Like I, I live in a white neighborhood now, and it's like these these new white people, man. They're 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 trying very hard, and I I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, me too. Um, do you? All right, we'll move on to the next question. Um, do you feel that the politicians in office? Are doing enough as as it pertains to uh, police reforms and 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 other issues in the black community. Well, if we start at the top with Trump, no. Um, my biggest thing with Trump right now is with all this unfolding, he has he's the top he's top dog. He has mm. yet to say anything. He has yet to pull the community together. A lot of this um, protesting should have stopped a long time ago, okay? Because he should have addressed the nation and spoke to the country to try to pull this country together. He has done the opposite. Mm-hmm. He has yet, he has yet to get to spend time on Twitter. But he has yet to have a major state of the union and address, speech and address the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the Democrats? Do you do you think they're doing enough? Doesn't matter what they do. He's, he 
Do you feel as though, speaking of Trump, do you feel as though he's a, a fascist? Or do you do you think his response as far as gassing or ordering the military to crush peaceful protesters, do you think that's fascistic? I'm torn because we do need, we do need the rioting and looting to stop. Yeah, we do. Um, otherwise, the message is just going to get lost. But I don't agree. I'm very torn about it because, like I said, he hasn't addressed the nation. I think if he addressed the nation, how can I word it? It's like a war else, okay? It's like you talk to your child. You explain things to your child. You try to teach your child right and wrong. You try to show your child you support your child, okay? And give your child the chance to listen to you, okay? Um He's not doing that. He just wants to go straight to the punishment. Right. Yeah. That's not going to work. All that's going to do if you push like that, all you're going to do is get resistance back. All you're going to do is get things to escalate. So, so I'm very worried about the military stepping in because I think it's going to be a clash. And again, like I said, we do not have the strength or power well, the thing about the military stepping in, a lot of the military uh, are black, and a lot of the military—it's a volunteer military. So you're you're basically telling American citizens to fire on their 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 friends, their cousins, their brothers, their sisters. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get all of them to capitulate to that. Like that's. That's going to be a slippery slope there. Liv, do you have anything? Um, um, I mean, uh, uh, Valerie, is there any, anything else that, like, you'd like to add or any kind of other, like, uh, just experiences or stories that you want to share that you think are important? Um, the, one, the one thing I want to add is Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Okay? Yeah. I'm sick of seeing that conversation that, well, as soon as someone says Black Lives Matter, uh, you got a million people saying All Lives Matter. All, all Lives Matter goes without saying. All black people are, are doing is asking to be included in that all lives matter. I think the slogan, instead of being all um, black lives matter, I think it should be black lives matter too. Because people seem to get it twisted. They think we're asking for something more, like we feel we're more important than anyone else. And that that's not what it is at all. We're asking to be counted the same as everyone else. Right on. Right on. All right, now you say you say you're not political. No, I'm not at all. So, do you plan on voting this November? Yes, I, I voted in the primary. Yes, I will vote. No, I'm not a political being. I, I don't even really follow politics. Um, I do have enough common sense to know that 
right now, what's going on, that man that's in office right now, has to go. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Go. I agree. Agreed. No, He's I, I, go. I, it's dangerous for this country. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Now, the the thing about the thing about uh that is uh, a lot a lot of people, you know, on on my end of the spectrum, the leftists, they they don't like Joe Biden either. So a no. lot of them a lot of them are conflating the two as if they're equal. But with no. me, I'm I'm like I I I really don't. I don't know what I'm going to do in November. I don't know if I'm voting for Joe Biden or if I'm going to go third party. But at this point, I'm like really leaning voting for Biden because like we can't have another four years of this guy. Like we we just we really can't. Here's the way I feel. I'm not all that crazy about Biden. I wasn't crazy about Hillary, but it was the lesser of the two evils. Okay, which do you want to be crushed by a rock or a crack? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take that back. By a rock or or I can't even think of something. But a boulder? It's like who's the lesser of the two evils? That's that's my thought. And I'm gonna tell you right now, we should not split the vote. That do not vote third party because there's no third party that can win. If you split the vote, that's a vote. You might as, might as well do a vote toward Trump. We cannot split the vote because there's no third party that can win. All you will do by splitting the vote is take it away from from um, the Democrat. That's all you're going to do, which will give Trump a chance to win. We cannot afford to split the vote. Well, yeah. I, I, I said in the in the last podcast that uh, if you're going to vote third party, just make sure you're in a solidly blue district. Because the thing about it, he has to, he, Joe Biden has to win states. It doesn't really matter about the, the popular vote doesn't really matter when it comes to presidential elections. Like he has to win states. So if you're in a battleground state like Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you might want to go ahead and vote for Joe Biden because he has to win Pennsylvania. If you don't win Pennsylvania or Michigan or Florida or Georgia or, or Wisconsin, he's going to lose the election. So if you're in a state, that's kind of purple. You might want to go ahead and swallow your pride. Yeah. For Joe Biden. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like if you're in California, hey, do do what you want. California is like seventy percent blue. You go right ahead and do whatever you want. He's gonna yeah. win that state regardless. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a battleground state, just be mindful. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm I'm not one of those people. Oh but well, I already said I'm not splitting. Yeah, if you don't want if you don't want a fascist in office for another four years, just you know what I mean. Yeah. Make sure if you in a if you're in a purple district that you go ahead and swallow your pride and do what you got to do. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I just um, I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna do, but uh, hearing that, like you know, living in rural Pennsylvania, um, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to vote for Biden here. Yep. 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 Because otherwise that we don't want there to be any chance for Trump to win again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No chance for him to win because he will he's he's a dangerous man. Oh yes. Yes he is. Dangerous man. And like I said, the world's watching. They're sitting back. China and Russia are sitting back rubbing their hands together. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so they're rubbing their hands together. They're like, hmm, you know? And yeah. people, the people are so, the, these people that are so Trumpified. And again, I say I'm not political because if it wasn't Trump, if it was someone that was great, that'd be a whole different story. I mm-hmm. wouldn't care, you know, Republican, Democrat. I, I, I wouldn't care. It's, mm-hmm. If he, if, if Trump was a Democrat, I wouldn't vote for him. Okay. Yeah. I do not like the man. I think he's a dangerous man. And I think he's going to be, if we're not careful, he's going to be our downfall. Yes. I yeah. truly do. Agreed. And like I said, other countries are watching. They're like, hey, we don't have to, we don't have to worry, you know. They're going to fight our war for us. You know, they're going to hand that country to us on a silver platter. Just yeah. let them do what they're doing. <laughs> let them do yeah. what they're keep keeping on. You know, let them do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's also why I'm against the military. Because, again, other countries are watching. We have to, we have to show that we can at least control ourselves within. We have to. We have. And the other thing is. You tie up your military and this other bullshit that weakens that weakens our military. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that weakens us, we're not weakening anything. Walking out there, kumbaya, whatever the fuck. Okay. But mm. you start pulling the military in it, the world is watching. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's I. I look at things long term. I don't look at things short term. And that's the problem with a lot of these Trumpers. They're looking at things short term. Oh yeah, he's talking a good talk. Blah blah blah. They don't see past a certain. I see past a certain point. I'm not short sighted. Right on. That's important. All right, Valerie. I think I think we have enough. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is our first episode and. Uh, our first episode of actually interviewing someone other than ourselves. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your views with us. Thank you so much, Valerie. It's so informative. It's always wonderful speaking with you. Thank you. All right. Um, oh, no, no. You, you were great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, very much. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, this has been the Brand Down Podcast, where we get out the leftist voices as much as we can. Everybody have a great day. Keep fighting a good fight. This is my heritage. I'm inheriting money and power. The maker emerges. Tell me something. You motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I'd rather die than to listen to you. My DNA not for imitation. Your DNA an abomination. Just how I this when you in the matrix. Dodging bullets, reaping what you're sowing. Stacking up the footage, living on the go and sleeping in the villa. Sipping from a Grammy, walking in the building. Diamond in the ceiling, marble on the floors. Beaches out the window, peeking out the window. Baby in the pool, Godfather goes. Only Lord knows. I've been going hammer, dodging paparazzi. Freaking through the cameras, eating four daughters. Brock wearing sandals, yoga on the Monday. Stretching to the van, watching all the snakes. Curving all the fakes, phone never owned, I don't conversate, I don't compromise, I just penetrate, sex, money, murder, these are the breaks, these are the times, level number nine, look up in the sky, tennis on the way, tennis on the way, Kenneth's on the way, motherfucker, I got winners on the way, you ain't shit without a buddy on your belt, you ain't shit without a ticket on your plate, you ain't sick enough to pull it on yourself, you ain't rich enough to hit the light of skate, tell me when destruction gonna be my fate, gonna be a fate, gonna be a fate, peace to the world, let it rotate, sex, money, murder,